0: Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason
1: Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford.
0: I'm Kathy Groover, and we are excited to do just another little quick episode for you today, just a little mini bite of information on resilience and building resilience. And this is exciting for me. I do a lot of work in the stress realm, and you know we can't stop that external stress. Typically, we absolutely want to stop the things that we can, limit the amount of stress that's coming into ourselves, but we also want to build that resilience. We're born with a certain amount of stress resilience, and then we can change that over time. So we're going to talk about a di- couple different ways how to do that today.
1: Yeah, because you know, this is something again, that's it's very practical as well, right? Because and again, this is this is one of those skills we have ups and we have downs. That's just part of life, right? And there's and there's sometimes when you get hit with several big life things at the same time. Other times it's just a little blip here and there. And so, you know, if you imagine yourself as kind of your emotional spectrum kind of going up and going down and going up and going down that's normal but resiliency helps you to kind of flatten that out a little bit and recover quicker when yeah. you end up down in the toilet if you will right so so what are so, what are some of the ways i guess that we can that we can become more resilient because i again i think this this is another practice that we have to go through, right? It's it's not like we can, you know, close our eyes and tap our ruby red slippers, you know, shoes together. And all of a sudden we're now resilient. There's actually some things we need to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple of tools that I absolutely love. You know, I do a lot of teaching of meditation and mindfulness, and when we are in that place of stillness, when we're in that pause, that comes with breath work or um, you know meditation, when we just dismiss those thoughts without judgment and we get to stay in this neutral place, that to me is one of the best ways to build resilience. Because if we go about this stuff with non-judgment, with curiosity, with a child's mind, and we be patient and kind with ourselves, it kind of puts us in this neutral place. And from that neutral self, you can put on whatever you want. You can choose to respond at that point rather than react. Uh, And I just did this really great program uh, on PQ, which is emotional and emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, that sort of thing. And he talks about coming from this sage self, this wise self, this, you know, neutral place. And when you come from that sage self, you're not being hit with those saboteurs. You're not being hit with all that stress. You have that strength and that calm and that curiosity to respond to what's happening rather than being in that saboteur of maybe the controller or the judge and not reacting to things that are happening around you it it's i don't remember what movie it was but the main character sort of stands in the center and they fast forward everything and there's just all this stuff going around him and he's just still in the middle of that that's kind of the image is just coming from that place of stillness and curiosity and patience because you know i'm so good at that (laughs) Uh, not my, I'm working on it. Um, and then you can, you choose to respond to those things rather than react. That's one of my favorite tools.
1: Well, and I think, again, that's one of those things you've, you've heard us talking about some of these skills before for other different reasons. Right. But you know, the more that you can, that you can practice being able to control your breathing and control your thinking, um, when you get in that point Right, and I, 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 I like to talk about it kind of based on brain waves, right? Because again, what we're trying to do is we're trying to slow down our brain waves because when we're feeling anxious and fearful, we're usually in a high beta frequency, right? Which is like you know, if you think about lowest, you know, and when I go up high, you're obviously freaking out, right? And in a lot of those times of stress or anxiety, you are especially like, what the hell are you doing, Jason? <laughs> you said it, like, it's a good auditory thing to get, to get people it's understand it. But it's the fact because usually when we're in these times, we're more anxious, we're more fearful and slowing down your brain waves by doing things like breathing and meditating and having that clearness of, of, of thought and being able to get into that stillness and bring yourself back to a neutral, mm-hmm. the better you are at being able to do that, the quicker you can get through some of these challenges that you may have in your life, instead of sticking out there in freak out mode.
0: Right. Well, because what that does is that keeps us freaking out once we get into that cycle of stress, then our brain is on high alert and everything looks stressful. You know, you're walking through the backyard and you go, oh, a snake. Oh, it's a hose. Oh, a snake. A snake! You know, and you start to get into that, like, just firing. You start to see things more negatively. You start to get a little more knee-jerk reaction-y. You, you know, that's what the brain does. It, it becomes on high alert. So when we're constantly in that fight or flight, it's looking more diligently for danger and it starts to see danger everywhere. So to the extent that we can calm that down with breathing, meditation, mindfulness, you know, whatever works for you. um, that's why I love those techniques. Uh, the other thing that I really like, and we've talked so much about ego states and it's just, it's Mm -hmm. truly even more so becoming one of my favorite things. If you come from that place of self and self is compassionate, caring, curious, courageous if you sit in that neutral space and I kind of picture it like paper dolls you know there's you probably didn't play play with I think they had boy paper dolls too but you know you get this you get this like cardboard doll who's just in this like little frock kind of thing and she stands there and then it comes with all these other outfits that you can put on and you can make them you know like a princess and you can make them like a, a wonder woman and you can make them you know like all these things um when we can come from that place of self, and again, it's that neutral place, then we choose which aspect of our personality that we want to put on that. And it's harder to do when you get stuck in an ego state that's vated or negative or scared or paranoid or stressed. It's harder to choose a healthy state when you're already so far gone on that, that other negative state. If you can stay in self, which is neutral, you can put on whatever ego state you need to to handle the stuff that's going on around you. And that builds resilience. You have a resilient ego state. You just have to step into it.
1: Well, and the more that we can actually practice that when you're not in these seriously stressful times, it makes it easier for you when you do get into those stressful times, right? So think about it like doing a few push-ups every day, right? And there's some time when you're going to have to, you know, use your arm muscles to push yourself out of something, doing those push-ups every single day makes it way easier when that big weight is pushing down on you, right? And I think, you know, another thing that you that you talked about, too, you know, with with resilience, because like you said, it's kind of the ups and downs. Right. And some of the ups and some of the downs aren't going to be very dramatic. Right. But sometimes we end up dropping way down. Yeah. And, and so, again, at that point, you know, I, I usually teach people kind of about like this emotional scale. Right. Well, if you're feeling anger, just try to move up a couple of rungs. It's still technically, you know, what would be considered a negative emotion, but it's still better than where you were at. And so just try to climb up that ladder a little bit. And the interesting thing on that kind of model, usually, usually boredom is like the middle point, which is kind of this neutral thing again. Right. And so it's like, just, just do what you can to move yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause if you're trying to pull yourself up the ladder, you're making progress. If you just wallow at the bottom, then you're just going to get stuck there.
0: Yeah. And no, I love the emotional tone scale. That is one of my favorite. I used to play with that all the time. Cause you can also bring other people up tone. You mm-hmm. can match mm-hmm. them and help bring them up that ladder. It's, it's a beautiful technique. Um, I had something I was going to say and it's a, it, it,
1: Flittered away.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> it'll,
1: it'll, it'll, it'll come back. But no, I think, you know, and again, as we as we talked about at the beginning, right? That that practicing and learning how to be resilient is a really important life skill. Couple we've talked about, you know, get back to a place of stillness. You know, again, whether that's through breathing, meditation, some kind of mindful practice so that you try to get back to this neutral point, at least you're kind of moving back up the scale and then also about the ego states, right? That's and again,
0: you're gonna saying. go further
1: on the ego states? All right, yeah, go.
0: I mean, it, because it's, it's. I've had people say, okay, well, that's great. You know how to do this, you're an actor. That's not <laughs> really what it is though. If you look at Meryl Streep, she's brilliant. I hear a lot that I look like her. Um, She's basically just switching ego states. That's how she's getting into these characters. She's tapping into those parts of herself. So, yeah, it's easy for me to switch those because I just, I do have an, an idea of character. And I'm also really familiar with my ego states. The more familiar you are with who you are, the easier it's gonna to be to move into that character, if you will, that you wanna to use to present that. So this is where I love, I tell, when I teach ego states, like map your ego states, who are these parts of yourself and what qualities do they have? Just like you're casting a play. I have my Capricorn who's very linear, who I have to put on task to get stuff done. And I have my playful child and I have, if you know who you are, if you know what your team looks like, you know you're not going to call the UPS store to fix your computer. You're not going to go to your oil change guy for a colonoscopy. You're not going to call. <laughs> similar, I mean, frankly, uh, you know, but you're not. You know, we have people that are specialized in things. So if you know who inside yourself, what aspect of you specializes in handling that situation, and then figure out how to activate that in yourself. To me, it's—I and you're a speaker too, it's sort of driving me crazy having to be on Zoom because sitting and trying to do a talk is just, it's not the way I do it. I wanna be active, I wanna be in my high heels because as soon as I put those shoes on, I'm in speaker mode. That triggers that aspect of myself. And so I've had to find a way to put on Kathy's speaker in yoga pants, no shoes, and a nice coat, you a nice suit jacket. Um, so it's like, what gets you into that place? Is it music? Is it watching somebody else do that thing? Yep. Practice it because the more familiar you are stepping into that personality, the better you're gonna be at it and the quicker you'll be able to switch out of those negative states.
1: Well and if you and if you're one of those people, you know, like the Kathy just mentioned that says, oh well Kathy, it's easy for you because you're you're an actor, right? Um, the only difference is the practice, right? You've been doing the push-ups for longer. So yes, it's going to be a little easier for you because you have practiced it more, right? And so the only way that you're going to improve is to practice it, right? And you're not going to get it right the first time. You're not going to be perfect. But the more consistent you are at actually doing it and actually practicing it, the easier it will come, right? Again, first time you do 20 push-ups, it's like, ha, ah, right? But if you've been doing, you know, 20 push-ups a day for a year, 20 push-ups isn't that hard at that point once you've been consistent in actually practicing and exercising it. And again, that's why that word practice comes into so much of what we talk about. Again, whether it's a mindful practice, breathing practice, whatever, because we're actually practicing what it is,
0: yeah. And you know what's really cool is I'm not a good, I can't do push-ups. it hurts my shoulder, it hurts my elbow, it hurts my wrist, it's not my thing. And then I had somebody really hone the technique for me, show me a different way to do them rather than doing it out like this, do it in like that, didn't hurt my elbow as much, felt a little better on my wrist. So it's like when you really know the technique practice it correctly i mean how often have we been lifting weights or doing something where it's like i got it and then you realize your your plank is like you know your butt so far <laughs> you can do it you're not doing it right you know or you're not doing it as good as it could be or being as efficient with it and that's one of the things with the ego states is you can't switch into an ego state if you don't know what it is and if you don't know what you're shooting for if you don't know who is on your team you know, if you show up into the office and you don't know who the office clerk is versus the legal assistant versus the male guy you don't know who to give that job to. So I think that's it goes back to that know thyself thing and really reflect, and again, knowledge is power. And the better we know ourselves, the better we're gonna be at communication, leadership, relationships, interacting with other people. So I think it just comes from that place of knowledge of really sitting with self and saying, who am I? What can I handle? What can I not handle? And also if it's something as far as resilience goes, you don't have to handle everything. Mm-hmm. You can always ask for help. You can always reach out to somebody else and say, look, you know, I really can't handle this. That used to happen with my ex at funerals. He was, he's an an incredibly emotional man, but he was the one, he's an actor too, that he could shut out the emotion. He could stand up in front of a room full of people that were devastated because their child died. And he could read everybody's message in front of everybody. I can't do that. I fall apart, it ends up being, He was the one that could do that so people came to him and said look i can't handle this can you do this for me it mm-hmm. is totally okay to do that too if you can't muster the resilience that it takes it's totally okay to ask for help
1: yep good stuff good stuff
0: good stuff Woo-hoo. Woo! <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any like little tips that we that we didn't cover i mean we got a lot in there
1: no, I think we did it. And, and again, it's it's you know that's kind of where I would go. My first kind of go to is that trying to get back to a place of stillness that we talked about. Trying to you know control your breathing, control your brain waves a little bit, um, and 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 think about it from the emotional scale, like we talked about. To me, that's that's just an easy way for people to kind of understand. It's like, oh well. Instead of being angry, can I be whatever, right? What would I, what would I be thinking? Yeah. What would I need to think to move from being angry to something else, right? right. And, and just start practicing, just play with it. Mm-hmm. And every time that you get triggered, you know, when you get triggered in the little things, you know, you start to take a dip down, that's the perfect time to yeah. practice because it's not so hard. It's not like the elephant's on your back already, right? Right. And so so practice a little bit so that then again, when the elephant is on your back, Mm -hmm. you've already been preparing and you're much stronger for being able to help lift it off.
0: Yeah. And thanks for that reminder. I think we try to tackle the big stuff first. I want to start running. I'm going to do a marathon this weekend. Ooh. Well, well,
1: because a lot of times we don't realize or recognize it until the shits really hit the fan and we're like in a deep, dark depression and to be resilient you gotta be, you, you gotta learn how to, how to practice and work on it before you get to that point. Cause it's really, really hard. I at totally that point.
0: That's a beautiful reminder to start out small, to practice with the little things first. So yeah. Oh, I love it. I love this conversation. All right. I am Kathy Groover. I can be reached at com.
1: And I'm Jason mefford. I can be reached at Jasonmefford.com. So go out practice and start being more resilient and we'll catch you on the next episode of the 500 podcast see you